You're listening to the Max Preps High School Football Coaches Podcast, Episode 3. And we welcome you into the High School Football Coaches Podcast, powered by our Teams app by Max Preps. Download that today. Great tool for you guys to communicate with your teams. It's basically Max Preps in your app. So you can go to the App Store today. It's Teams by Max Preps. And on our uh, episode today, we have Coach Jason West from Warren Central High School in Indiana. He's coming off a perfect 14-0 season, his second state title as the coach there, uh, first one since 2013. He had state championship as well before that at a different school, and man, we got so much good stuff coming up when we talked to Coach West. He's going to talk about why he got into football and, and growing up without a father and just why he coaches every day, how he establishes culture. He talks about his team played 28 hours of football this season, but thousands of hours in the weight room and just team bonding. And he he talks about his team doing the simplest things the best. He doesn't BS around. He gets right to the point. And I love talking to him because of that. And we're going to welcome him in and get right to it. All right, Coach, uh, really appreciate your time joining us here. And and first of all, congratulations on an unbelievable season. I'm, I'm sure the school is ecstatic right now and have been for the last couple months. So congratulations to you, your school, and your program. Oh, thanks a lot. It's, uh, it has been. It's been quite the buzz. But uh, as you know, it doesn't last forever, and the next group's ready to go, and you can't uh, – you know, put that off or you're going to suffer next year. So the process doesn't stop. But, uh, yeah, it was an exciting year, and I'm really happy for the kids. Yeah, and, and we'll get into kind of the next phase of coaching and how you <clears throat> how you basically restart and get the next kids going. But for that, I just want to get a little information on you. What, what got you into coaching? Uh, why do you love to coach? Basically just a little background into how you got started. Uh, you know, just like most young kids, you get into it because your, your friends are doing it. You got strong men that are running a program. And as a teenager, I didn't have a dad. It was really a, a draw for me. And uh, it was a place where you could lift weights and work on yourself and, and do things a little different than the average kid. So I was automatically drawn to it. Then went and played in college and had a great experience until the last couple of years. You know, coaching changes. We changed divisions. <clears throat> and it didn't really end the way that um, – we envisioned it because, you know, we wanted to just play football for the right reasons in the right way. And um, and if you get into it, you'll never be dissatisfied with football. But I guess we didn't end with a great taste in our mouth that, that, that mm-hmm. we that we hoped for. And that kind of propelled me and my, my good friend, Rob Robertson. We've been coaching together since, basically, for over 20 years, um, that we just wanted to get into it and provide, you know, great, great atmosphere, a family atmosphere, one that is – is football oriented but life based, and that uh, we can have that any kid would want to go to whether they play or not. And so that's what we've tried to create, and it's been a long time. So we got into it after college, and and uh, we you know went to 
Sebring, Florida for my first job. I was actually coached at Centro for a year and a half and I uh, had a job there, but back in the day it was hard to get teaching jobs and uh, yeah. and right before uh, two weeks before two days started my second year, they say the guy that was supposed to leave did not. So I had to pack up the U-Haul, move to Florida, went to Sebring, Florida. Oh, wow. So I got to coach for a legendary coach, you know, Eric Moore, Centro, which started me off on my right foot. I knew right from wrong what was good football. And uh, then I went to Florida and learned what culture of football was and year-round football. And Coach Barry's a good Christian man. And and really, I learned that you could be a great man and 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 do football the right way at the same time. And then uh, my buddy, he got the head coaching job at Triton Central. And so he calls me. He's like, hey, do you want to come back and coach? I said, well, that's what we always wanted to do. That sounds like a cool <laughs> deal. So moved back to Indiana to this little small school, Triton Central, actually, where I went to high school, which was weird. Uh, but it all worked out. We were there for five years and got the program turned around. And then um, I got a call from another buddy at, at Lawrence Central, and he got the head coaching job. And said, hey, would you like to come be the OC? So I said, sure, because uh, I was the OC at Triton for Rob. And then a year later, Fish left, and then I took, I got the, the head coaching job at Lawrence Central. Never really wanted to be a head coach. It just kind of worked out. Timing was everything. And then I had a one position open in science in the whole building. And I called Rob, said, Rob, you want to come coach football? You can be the DC. <laughs> so we switched spots, switched roles, switched coordinator, and we've been together ever since. We were very fortunate at Lawrence Central to win a state championship and have a runner up. And then uh, this job opened up, and it was right next to basically my house to where I could get home. And they didn't have a late start like Lawrence Central. So I was getting, I, I was getting home at 830 at night. I had three kids under three. So Warren Central had a great history, and I, I was not going to get divorced by coming here. So, um, <laughs> yeah. number one priority, right? Yep. So then we're all here, and that's kind of a long story long, but that's how we kind of pan it out, and that's why we, we've been here for six years and had a great six years and have had a great run. And it's a lot of fun. So, so going back to your Florida days, you, I think a lot of people around the country, especially kind of covering high school football and nationwide scene, people wonder how much different each state is when it comes to high school football is is there a big difference that you see when you when you left florida coming back home to your state or is football football what do you see there question uh indiana football has come a long long way our teams will be fine just down there we play them and we would do well we would be very successful team versus team depth of teams Florida really doesn't put a lot of money into football. The schools are mostly, uh, the programs are usually small funded, small staffed, and small numbers. Even at 2,000 kids at Sebring, we had you know 50 or 60 kids would come out here. We have 225. Participation wow. numbers, staff sizes, uh, everything up here more, indoor facilities. The training now that we can do year-round has really caught us up with the states. But you cannot beat the culture of Florida or football or how they set it up. Because in January, you go right to the weightlifting team after football, and then you go right to track if you'd like to, and then you go right to spring football and summer football and fall. So the kids there are a little bit more ahead in the training model for football because that's a big culture down there that you play football and the other sports aren't as likely to take over. Like basketball, you know, here is a big deal, so a lot of kids choose that. The 6'2", 6'3", kid here chooses basketball a lot of times because we're down there. They did not. And so um, I guess the culture versus – uh, you know, I guess cultural norms are a little bit different. Football is football, um, but there's a lot of great athletes down there. It's a huge state, and so we can't match Florida in population or the preparation of athletes, which um, they spend a year-round culture doing. But where we do catch up in a lot of states and why our teams would do well is because, like, we have 25 on staff. We have 10 teachers in building. 
the schools up here take it pretty serious right. and have facilities to do the year-round training model. So we catch them in the team aspect. I don't know if we'll ever catch them in the individual aspect. I don't see that being possible with this, the numerics. Yeah, I got you there. So in it, do you guys have a lot of kids that play multiple sports or in Indiana? Are you, like you said, are you choosing basketball and, and not playing football? Or does it really just depend on the athlete? No, it just depends on the athlete. You know, basketball doesn't take a lot of guys. You know, it's just right. That's true. The, yeah. the guys that everybody's going after are the same five guys in every yeah, school. Right. And so right. those kids can play multiple sports if they're professional. Any kid can play multiple mile sports. But you know, that's what we tell them. If you're going to go play another sport like track, track lasts five months here. Starts in late January and goes till June because your indoor season. So if you're going to run track, you have to be awesome you have to show up every day with intent to get faster if not you just wasted five months of training and if you're competing with the florida skip for, for a scholarship in football you're probably gonna lose because he spent the last five months doing weightlifting, two two three months of track and spring football you just the, the kids around here don't get that piece of it but like i said indiana's come a long way in that and and recruiting has become national compared to 10 to 20 years ago mm-hmm. where it was more regional with social media and ability to get a to b and huddle and all these other things that you can you can watch on a video from a kid from Australia offering a scholarship and had him there, you know, three days later to where that game has changed completely. So now kids have to be better than ever to believe it or not, because there's national competition rather than just regional, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. Um, just diving in now. And, and like you said earlier, you you bounced from a, a program to from Lawrence Central over to Warren Central. What was the first for the newer coaches who were stepping into a new program potentially or becoming a head coach for the first time? What was priority number one for you as a coach when you took over at Warren Central? Well, I had a great culture when we got here. They had had a couple bumpy years, but what you have to do is try to establish your culture without erasing the previous culture, and that is a delicate, (laughs) high-wire act Mm -hmm. because you can say the wrong thing about the wrong person or the wrong thing and in a high school it's not like college once you you know once you take you got to work with these people every day college you know the first thing that college coaches do when they come in they take over the old staff like all oh, these kids blah, blah, you know but here they're they're high school kids and they're high school teachers and they're high school they're community people so you have to be very delicate with that process because if you get off on the wrong foot with the wrong person you can't really escape your process and so you have to be very good. You have to be very professional. You should never say anything negative about anyone. I don't care if they were oh and 900. You come in, you be optimistic, you be sharp. You never put anybody down on what they did in the past. You're, you know, don't bump, you know, bump your chest and, and beat your chest and tell everybody how you're going to, you know, just be good. Show up every day, be professional, be sharp, have a great plan. Fill your program with the great adults that love kids. You can all learn football, kids as well. And, you know, you'll start to take off at some point if you're doing it all right. And if not, then that's where you have to evaluate and figure out the missing pieces without blaming anyone. And so, you know, that's that was tough for us because we were rivals and we just beat Warren Central. And uh, a month later, I'm at this high school. And so I wasn't very well liked, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. it, it was awkward. But, you know, if you tell them you, you care about him, you love him, no matter what, it, the, the game on the field was a two-hour game. It, I get you. I get you. But the same, you know, your life's a lot longer than that. And and football life can be longer than that. But let's work together to try to get the positives out of this rather than the negatives. And that was the biggest challenge. Yeah. Did, did it, is it take you a while to, to come in and, and 
have your culture or, or I know you said it was a good culture to begin with, but how, how fast can you start to implement you as a coach and, and what you want to see out of the program? Can it, can it happen right away or is it a longer process? Oh, yeah. You you can change your climate right away. It's just, you know, just like the weather can change. Your culture really takes years. You know, Mm -hmm. we won state our first year here. I don't think our culture changed. I think we changed the climate and we, you know, we got fortunate in some games and we had good game plans and the kids bought into it and they played really hard. But then the next year still wasn't our culture, still wasn't really comfortable. This was the first year I could say six years. This is the first year I actually felt really, really comfortable, like, the kids, I knew I knew them from middle school. I knew their parents, the coaches. We've been together the whole time. It really, when you walked out there, it felt like a family atmosphere. And that's, to me, culture. Not so much attendance policies or weight room policies or learning on offense or defense. We've, you know, we've had four different offensive coordinators running four different offenses in all state championships. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what offense you run. you got to run the offense that fits your players, and you can get players and your coaches on your staff to believe in. We ran two to three different defenses during that time with two different coordinators. You know, so not that they don't do a great job because they have to to put you themselves in that position in our team, but there's more to it than just, you know, an offense, a defense, a, a book of rules, which we don't have one. Do the right things, our only rule. You know, and if you if you don't, we'll work on the consequence and trying to make it a teachable moment to get you back on track. And that's kind of how we go. And, and those are – you, you, people make their culture so complex. I, one coach, he's like, what do you think about my rule book? I've read about three lines. I, I'm out. I, I don't. <laughs> I can't even memorize them all. I'm pretty yeah. sure I made a mistake during that time frame. So if people make things overly complex to try to, you know, do all the CYA stuff. And sometimes you just make it harder on yourself than you need to. So the culture is a huge piece. And you have to find the right adults that are going to go on, a, on this journey with you to to mold these young men into what you expect them to be, not only during football season, but in the, in the rest of their lives. Yeah, it seems a, a common theme amongst state champions and just really, in general, good football programs around the country. It's how supportive the school is and the administration behind it. And it's not just the coaches on the field. It's, it's far more than that, and that seems to be the case at Warren Central, too. It does, and it doesn't matter. You know, everybody gets caught up in facilities. At Lawrence Central, we didn't even have a coaching office. We, we taught out of classrooms. Mm-hmm. Still got to state championship and won one. It's not so much that. I mean, yeah, does that help? Does it make your day better? Does it make you feel better when you walk into a stadium or something that you own? Sure, but the culture is, is basically the people are in it and what they're doing in it. And, and, and if you can get all the, the pieces of the puzzle on one, one table and, and work towards putting it all together, you have a shot, and if they're all filling that bucket, you know, we always talk about the bucket around here, you know, your, your championship bucket. Millions of things go into that. Millions of things go into your bucket, just like your life. Millions of decisions have been made in your life and my life. Millions. You make thousands a day. Right. So that bucket, how are we going to fill that sucker up? And, and that's really what we talk about a lot is, you know, did you did you do 28 reps or 30? You're supposed to do 30. Did you? Okay, 28. So you're, you're 28 things are going into the bucket instead of 30. You do that 100 days in a row, now you're 200 things you're missing on the, out of that bucket compared to your competition. And did you miss weights? Well, the kid at Center Grove didn't, so their bucket's fuller. And, and we really talk about, like, this year's group, they did a they did a great job. They did 10 philanthropy projects. They never missed practice. They were great in the weight room, and they weren't perfect every day. But overall, I give them a great grade. And their bucket was the most full of any team that I've ever had, which made them a very, very dangerous team to play. 
Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Yeah, and you you know, I mean, you've won multiple state championships. Is is there a difference in when you see a team and you look back over the year and you're like, okay, I understand why this team won a state title. Obviously, talent doesn't hurt if you have yeah. if you have more that, talent one year. Uh, that that obviously. Uh, is, is probably top but when you look back is there a difference in the type of kids or just the way the season went or like you said fill in the bucket was just far better that year the kids just wanted it when you look back can you tell a difference outside of talent alone in those teams well believe it or not we've had the lowest talent cycle in the history of Warren Central I don't know if that's just me mm. running off of all those talented kids but that's not the goal. We don't want to run them off. We we love right. we love talented kids. But last year yeah. we had one D one kid. The year before one. The year before one. The first year we won a state championship. None. We had a walk on gray shirt. You know, this year we right. had four, and um, that's the most talented. You know, a lot of schools we play around have more than we do, and so talent is one thing, and it is it's great to have for sure. But um, it's more player development, personal development. You know, it's it's the process of that and. Because all we got to do is beat teenagers. We're, we're not. It's not offensive coordinator versus offensive coordinator. People get Belichick. What's he thinking on this play? Probably not. He, you know, he's got it ingrained to where Tom Brady and, and the, the O line and our receivers and that running back are thinking as a unit. And so that's that's where those teams that that grasp of those things. It doesn't matter what play you call if you all are on the same page and you believe in the play. There's a, there's a ninety percent chance that sucker's going to work. If not, if you got one kid over there questioning, you know, our best receiver, the best receiver in the country this year, David Bell, he never complained if he didn't get the ball. Mm-hmm. He can teach a lot of these pros a lot yeah, of lessons about sure. I know they're so worried about money and getting theirs and social media and their likes that they've destroyed themselves. And you watch it right in front of your face. People just destroy themselves over their greed and over their, you know, and none of their teams win. The best receivers in the league, most of their teams don't win. Because yeah, it's, it's cancer. It's I mean, think about it. Your best receiver in the history of the league. I always say this to our guys. I mean, I'll take a Heinz Ward. He wins championships. Chad Johnson, Terrell Owens. I mean, A. B. Have A. B. Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell on one side of the ball. And, and it's you know, it doesn't help you to have all that talent if you're not as a, as a team. And that's what I see. I may be completely wrong. I'm just throwing out examples that kids see constantly and consistently. And it's not in my business, but the point of conversation is our receiver, our best receiver, was a great blocker, and he cheered for his kids, and he, he would thank his linemen. He did all the little things that made our team go that if the next receiver doesn't do, we won't win state championship because somebody else will have that kid on their team. Center Grove will have that kid on their team next year. You know, Carmel May, Ben Davis May, and that's what, you know, team building is really the key. Everybody wants to go to the clinics and talk about RPO and what are we going to do in this front and stunt? Because the marker game is fun, drawing up stuff. Ooh, it's a good time. But I don't even do that anymore. I don't really care what play they run or what offense they run as long as it fits our personnel. It's about the team building process. And if you can build a team, you can build an army. Like the, our kids watch our our junior ROTC in the building. I don't think we'd beat them in football if we played them. If they even knew how to play football, I think they'd beat us. Because they are the most organized, disciplined, unison unit I see on a daily basis. And that's really – what football still is you can have yep. all the talent you want but it won't matter if you don't play as a team and, and 
kind of building off that, it, it's February now. Is is the process already in place? You guys already, where do you begin, I, I guess is my question, to make sure you're building that team bonding and that that team and that discipline? Is it Did it start the day the season ended last year or – or is it, it never stops. It yeah, does, whether you learn it all or not, it doesn't stop. It can't. You can't stop. Whether we got knocked out four months ago or won a state championship two months ago, three months ago now, it's harder when you win a state championship because everybody wants to. They Keep want to stay on that, yeah. that cruise a little bit longer than they should. Like we, I did too. I'm like, but this is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, pat yeah, me you on gotta the back. enjoy you know, it. The, I guess you, yeah. you do. You have to enjoy it and go on the pat my back, you know, tour and all that. That's <laughs> fun. And but the yeah. point of conversation is. There's, there's these juniors and sophomores and freshmen who are over there just kind of waiting and looking at you going, oh, so what are we going to do now? It's my time. You, you're correct, honey. It is your time, and we're going to go, and we're going to get after it. So, you know, and that's what that's what we take a lot of pride in. We, we get going. We we took a little longer because these kids did play football a lot longer than most. Yeah. So we took a couple-week couple, couple week break this year. You know, with Christmas interjecting in the middle, it kind of all works out. But then you got to get going because college recruiting season comes, and these juniors and sophomores and freshmen – want to play at the next level so you got to start on the marketing and you got to start getting their bodies right and have evaluations coaching evaluations player evaluations all the things that come along and then you got to do your job that pays all the bills all day and it, that darn thing gets in the way man so, it always does I, I don't know why man can't you just let us do football all day please yeah you know so you know that's the difference up north you're gonna have to work all day then do football it's not like the south like texas a lot of those guys are you yeah. get to do football all day we're just very different in the north in that respect culturally so it is hard it's a lot to bounce and uh, but we take a lot of pride in it and we try to be beacons uh, that are good we're not perfect we always say i got the best men in our community around our, our young men uh, but we're not perfect but we will continue to strive to get better and try to provide the best opportunities year round these coaches make a couple thousand dollars a year four thousand five maybe max because we split our stipends i split mine we i'd rather have more good men than one thousand more dollars minus taxes doesn't matter in a whole year it's not enough to worry about you know what i mean no but if that if i can bring in a police officer todd wellman who's in our community all day and all night and sons play and you can add another great man to the staff and give him a few thousand dollars for his gas time and energy you know it just helps your program a lot and so that's what we're doing now we're we're grinding it out so do you guys is when you guys kind of build this team bonding stuff is it mainly on the field in the weight room or are you guys doing stuff out in the community together do you guys go out or where where does it all begin in in the weight room or is it more than that yeah yeah weight room's it if they're not with you in off season they won't be with you in the end season i'm just telling you unless they're another sport and they're doing it really really well if they're yeah. in another sport lollygagging like we talked earlier they're probably not going to help you either uh you know i just after 20 years there's a few things i can pinpoint that you need a, a good quarterback a team leader at quarterback no matter his skill set you need a good adult staff that believes in what you're doing and doesn't want to be you and there's not a beach ball underwater waiting to rise up out of the water when you disappear with all these great ideas so there's no secrets in our staff if if i even get one of those at the end of the year it's time to move on because we should have said that game two game three there are no secrets between us um and, and it's just things like that and then the weight room is the biggest piece for us. We take the greatest amount of pride. Like I said, we've had all these different coaches, coordinators, blah, blah, blah. Um, what we do, I think, better than everybody is the offseason. You know, and I'll never dazzle anybody. Every coach that comes on there is like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy to be proud of the staff. Can't wait to learn. And by the end of it, they're like, 
didn't really learn that much. <laughs> yes. We don't, we're not here to dazzle you. We're not here to dazzle. There's no secrets. We do the most simple things the best. And that is when they get in that weight room, we wreck them. I mean, we wreck them. I get, I almost get sick, nauseous watching them. I mean, our strength, our coaches are all involved, station work. We do, you know, we do our meat and potatoes during the day like everybody else, our 30 to 50 minute really go. But then after school is where we do that cross training, tear down, team building. You know, in the mornings they meet. Individual coaches are required to meet with their players once a week, whether they do football stuff or take them to a movies because they have to build a relationship with them. They have to have a better relationship with them than I do. That's the expectation. If not, then I'm upset because that's what it, where it's at. You have to know everything about them, where they live, what's going on with them. They have a good, they have a bad, they have it in the middle. Whatever it is, um, we need to be able to have constant relationship building in that area because a lot of guys want to come in and yell and beat their chest and all that stuff. They'll hoop and holler, but you can't take a withdrawal from somebody if you haven't built an emotional bank account with them. You just can't. You know, if I came and started yelling at you, you'd be like, who's this for? You just hang up on me. There's no account <laughs> built, you know, you just, right. you, you just can't do it. And so you got to get in here and build that relationship in off season. For those who don't want to do that, they just want to show up on Fridays. Like a lot of coaches do now. Mm-hmm. You can't work here. Okay. Because anybody can call plays. My wife can call plays trips, right? Zone, right? That stuff's not hard. That's, that's the easy part. Coordinating offense is hard. Getting everybody all 50 players and eight coaches on page is hard teaching it to the jv and the freshmen it's hard spending the whole year training them it's hard coming to the weight room you know three days a week plus two mornings it's hard so i need guys that want uh, that want to do more and do the hard i don't need some young guy who's played a few years on madden and come in here and think he wants to call this offense like a lot do they, they yeah. do just, <laughs> no, i can't hardly find true. freshman coaches anymore i can't find fret no i'm a freshman i'm a friday night guy you haven't even been a Monday night guy or Thursday night guy. Just let's let's work on the days of the week first, and then we'll get to Fridays. <laughs> it's like I tell players, you want I want to play in college. You ain't even playing on Fridays yet. You got to play on Fridays before you can play on Saturdays. You want to play on Sundays? You better be pretty good on Saturdays. So we just kind of keep that that building block, that's those steps in line, and we wreck them. And we do about ten philanthropy projects every year because we have to market our brand. We have to show people that football is good because we're always the most hated on. I don't care what anybody says. I don't even know why, but I mean, I do know why it's not the physicality. It's not the concussions. It's, it was happening way before that, which all that stuff's minutia too, but it's because there's a bunch of guys, alpha males. They are loud. They are confident. They cocky. They do make mistakes. We just like all humans, but ours is more advertised. So it's easy to be more scrutinous on us. And, um, and that's what you sign up for. So you can't complain about it. That's why if our kids get caught doing something, there's a punishment, not only during school, but after school, what the average student doesn't have that, they just go home and maybe get grounded or whatever, lose their, lose their Nintendo here. You know, when you sign up to be an athlete, you sign up for the full, full gamut of what can come good and bad. There is no embarrassing you in the off season. What's embarrassing is getting out in the football field and getting your butt whipped yeah. so let's try to avoid that that's embarrassing in front of eight thousand people you get whipped on national tv yeah that's that's embarrassing me yelling at you in a weight room that's nothing so our job is to prepare them and and get them in a weight room almost every opportunity we can because nobody wins in a weight room everybody walks out of there defeated nobody's beat the weight room yet yeah you know i bench 405 why not 410 <laughs> You know, so, you know, that's that's why you go. You learn to go get defeated in there so you don't get defeated out there. And that's really the secret to our, our program is 
simple as it sounds. Um, I don't think we've outthought anybody yet. Every coach I meet, they're not, they're not asking me about my offense and defense. Even when I called it, I was always offended. Like nobody cares. <laughs> but uh, but it's more about the process because you know football. We only play what fourteen games. That's twenty eight hours we played a football this year. How many yep. how many hours did we spend practicing in a weight room? Thousands. Yep. So where are you going to put your energy? And that's where we put our energy, time, and resources. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And when you talk about those philanthropy projects that you're talking about, can, can you give me an example of what you what you mean there with with your kids? We do about we try to do about three, you know, four every season, basically uh, spring, summer, especially that, uh, and, and some in the winter. Like we're getting ready to do cat and hat reading for the elementary schools I try okay. we get our kids and they put doctor it's dr seuss month in march and they go mm. over and they read to those little kindergartners and because we got to teach kids that reading is a very important skill set if you can't read you, you know these kids they become very problematic um to themselves and to the schools and and i'm amazed that many kids get as far as they do but in our school we're 90 percent free reduced and so it's a big deal around here that we get these kids young because if they build these habits when they're young, it's a big deal for us. So our kids dress up in their jerseys and their cat and hat hats, and they go over there and read some of the worst literature ever in Dr. Seuss, which is the best <laughs> literature ever. It's the best literature, but it's hardest to read, I should say. Yeah. Zibble, 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 tabble. No, I don't even know what they're saying, but <laughs> so they're all tongue twisters, and it's fun, yeah. but uh, it's uh, – so that we do that and then we do something like a kaboom bill we will build playgrounds we work this we do the susan coleman that's coming up here in march too that's the race for the cure cancer walk i don't know if you know about that yeah, no. yeah for sure but our kids put their jerseys on and they go be bodyguards for all the survivors and they walk around and it's very emotional it's their favorite one they all are scared to go do it because i mean it's a large mostly women older and it's very emotional i mean it's mostly tears of joy and and, and also tears of sorrow because people have lost everybody's lost somebody to cancer but our kids get by far the most out of that one they come back and it's like an, it's a movement it's an experience for them and it is awesome just to see how they grow up in front of your eyes because you know they had to go see something real that's yeah. happened to people or is currently happened to people and that's a huge deal in indianapolis so we do that we do the sun foundation where the kids volunteer time at to build and clean yards just for these houses where they put cancer patients um, who can't afford hotels when they come from out of town. You know, insurance doesn't cover hotels. You'd think it would, but it doesn't. And that gets very costly. So some families just, you know, need help. And that's, so we, we do things like that to um, community day cleanup. We need that. We need to show the community that we give back to them, especially if you're going to ever ask them for money. You know, you got to, <laughs> you, gotta, you know, yeah, um, no doubt. No whether it's doubt. a referendum for a school, you, you you know, your community wants to know your school's doing positive things. And so, absolutely, we have to show that. So, that's just a variety of things we do. We do a bunch of little uh, blood drive. We do two of those for the Coles blood drive and our normal blood drive. You know, just uh, a variety of things. And, you know, anything that we can do that we feel will, will help and, and really get kids out of their comfort zone and make them realize that they're bigger than just football or a student at Warren Central. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. And a lot of people don't get just how important um, the high school football players are in the community and how much younger kids look up to them because a lot of them dream to be them one day. I remember, yep. I remember being a young kid thinking the high school kids were NFL kids. Yeah, um, that's right. 
My kids that's think it. these kids, they're their heroes. I mean, that's who they are. Yeah. They don't even care what I tell them. You know, I'm a typical parent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, that sounds amazing what you guys do. And, and Coach, we, we've had you on for a little bit here, and I know you got to get back to paying the bills. And, and you know. uh, It's all right. I'm all day. Anything you guys need, I'll always do whatever ever we can do to help promote you guys who are promoting a great game of football. I'll, I'll, I'll sit here for 10 hours straight if we need to because – I believe it to be that important and that paramount and our, and I think it's good for our culture to have our young men out doing good things because it's life's hard enough on them how it is. Yeah. And, and coach, you're doing an amazing job and uh, we thank you for everything that you do for the young men and women out there. And uh, we, we appreciate your time because I know you're doing a lot. So coach West, thanks so much for joining us and uh, have, have a good, uh, February and and look forward to watching your continued success this upcoming season in 2019. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Thanks for having me on. It was a real pleasure. Well, that was fun talking to Coach West, and you could see why he runs such a successful program at Warren Central High School. I love what he talked about doing the simplest things the best. I love what he talked about just his culture and his climate change. All of that is such good stuff if, if you're a young coach getting into it coach west is definitely a guy to look up to as as you could tell from listening to that podcast so we thank coach west we wish his team and his program the best in 2019 well we thank you for joining the high school football coaches by max preps join us be a subscriber today so you can hear more coaches each and every week i'm steve montoya thanks for joining us The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.